Uh, welcome back to you, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Inside Flicks. Uh, this is a movie discussion podcast where we get together to talk about everything in the world of movies and television. My name is Mike, and like always, I'm here with Richard and Raymond. Uh, let's start it off. We got we we have a big show because we're going to be talking about the Oscar nominations. But uh, let's start things off with the box office. Uh, Rich, tell us what what was the number one movie in America. Well, for the third week of January, the number one film in America is Mean Girls with 11.6 million. Number two is The Beekeeper with 8.6 million. Number three is Wonka with 6.7 million. Number four is Migration with 5.4 million. And number five is Anyone But You with 5.4 million. The only new film that made the top 10 this past week was ISS with 3 million coming in number seventh place. Yes, I think that was pretty much only the only new release. Uh, of the, of this past weekend, right? Well, I guess Ava DuVernay's um, movie Origin, Origin came yeah. out, uh, but it, only in a limited uh, amount of theaters. So. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, uh, everyone likes Mean Girls, I guess, and uh, the Beekeeper still making a lot of money. But even though it's the second or third week, is it the third week or second week? Mean Girls, uh, second week. Yeah, uh, it still has a, a you know a big drop. It, I think it made more over sixty percent or fifty percent, at least over fifty percent. So even though it was number one, uh, it's still I don't know. People, it, it seems like it's that. It's, it's I'm sure I'm sure once the the next couple of weeks is going to fall faster. But I, then again, there's no really new movies coming out in the in the following weeks. No, I mean this this weekend's the same weekend as it was last weekend. I mean. It, <laughs> Uh, it's uh, but it's just lower uh, the lower amount. So yeah, I just it's sense. hard to tell if people even it, it's hard to tell if people like if mean people like Mean Girls the the, the uh, this musical and I don't know what's your thoughts, uh, uh, Ray? I, I think I dropped for a second. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Okay, because <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what I only heard half of your conversation. <laughs> well, the, the the box office, the Mean Girls still being number one. Um, well, I mean, I think the movie opened so big that it really doesn't even matter. I mean, the mm-hmm. movie's a huge success. Um, I imagine it already probably made its money back. I mean, I can't imagine That's it was true. a very expensive movie. I think the movie was originally supposed to be for streaming, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. this they got to be happy with these numbers. And this, I mean, this is probably what they were expecting it to open on opening weekend. So, I think there's, I think this is still good. Yeah, yeah, and once again, it was an, another NFL playoffs weekend. So I mean, it's, yeah, man. Uh, so and part of the country is also freezing, and that's I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that's hel- that's hurting the the box office too. So um, can't help. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it, I mean, the Mean Girls and uh, and and Beekeeper though are you know surprisingly you know doing doing pretty good because I mean like Wonka's like you know just right behind them, but Wonka's an expensive ass movie. Mm-hmm. Beekeeper and Mean Girls are you know made you know fairly cheap yeah so especially mean girls so i mean the yeah the success of those movies are having i think that's really what uh what what studios should you know keep their eyes on Mm because you know wonka uh, migration you know aquaman they might be making some money but they're losing money overall because they were so expensive yeah yeah i I think you you bring up a good point and i think january or even february now that we're getting closer to february february these are slower months and maybe they could fill these months with these kind of mid to lower budget movies and you know now they could make money and there's been a huge lack of these type of films yeah usually these these type of movies goes to streaming yeah even anyone but use like you know it's not like a, a box office sensation but 
I'm sure it made its money back, you know? Yes, and oh, it, yeah. it, it, it held up, and it, it's. I guess yeah. you could say it's a sleeper hit, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, Rich, like, kind of the definition of it. Rich was, yeah, and also, also uh, I mean, coming up this week is absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely nothing's opening up this weekend as, as far as wide goes. They're all waiting for uh, beginning we're, we're, of February. We're getting the black and white re-release of Godzilla. Yeah, right. 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 Minus... Uh, Color minus one, yeah, yeah. minus one, oh, minus, minus color. color. Yeah, I think that's, that's what, what they call it. And, and you know, and it's good news because they just got a couple an Oscar nod or at least one Oscar yeah. nod for uh, visual effects. So awesome! Right? I'm waiting for yeah. it to come on VOD because uh, I want to see it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go watch it in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the next couple of months is going to be pretty bad. It, is is Madam Web the next big movie? Or? No. Uh, hopefully um, Argyle does. Well. Oh, Argyle's, Argyle's I, before I, it? I don't think Ar- I don't think Argyle's going to do well either. Mm-hmm. Um, it come, yeah, Argyle's like in two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do well. I th- I think maybe maybe Lisa Frankenstein will do okay because I don't think it's an expensive movie. Yeah. I think it's a, probably a, a, a low budget. Maybe another sleeper, another anyone but you type of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madam Web is going to be, you know, a, a total like, uh, what's it called, Morbius? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm saying as as the one big movie that people are at least going to talk about, you know, after it comes out, you know. I don't know. People will talk about it probably as much as like Bob Marley. It's yeah, probably hopefully true. hopefully Dune, right? I mean, in March. Yes, I mean yes. March first. I mean we have to wait until March before these really really big movies come out and make some. Yeah. I guess really. Yeah. You, you know, Dune money. Uh, yeah. uh, Kung Fu Panda Four. Uh, what else comes out that month? Uh, Civil War is that is that that month or is that May? Mm, I think maybe it's May or April. Maybe I, I'm not sure. I know I don't have. But the they are re, they are re releasing this week in Dune in theaters. Uh, the Dune Part One, <laughs> and it's supposed to be with a uh, you know add an extra scene. Oh, is that right? From Dune Part Two or something like that, or or maybe a new trailer, extended trailer. I know for its 40th anniversary in a couple of weeks they're going to be releasing Dune the the David Lynch movie oh, version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, cool. I, I don't know if people are going to see it. I think I think that's I in think only so. two 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 nights or whatever uh, special engagement. But um, I think there is some kind of uh, fan base around the original Dune, <laughs> David Lynch's Dune. It's crazy enough. Yeah, it's definitely base. crazy enough to to have some uh, um, to have some fans, you know. But do you guys think that Dune choose probably the next big hit? Or I definitely they're gonna push it. You're gonna see a lot of Tim oh, yeah. Chalamet. He, you know, he's riding this wave of of Wonka being such a, a success. Or it's gonna go a moderate over. success. Well, I mean, it's it's good enough for nowadays. I mean, yeah. it's not you know we can't compare it to what the business was like in you know a couple of years ago. Even even uh, though basi- those were pretty bad numbers their, back then. Their whole bragging right is like. We didn't lose that much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're going to be pushing the, him. Uh, they're going to be pushing uh, uh, Elvis. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Elvis guy. Um, I don't know. He's the big baddie in the in part two. Uh, the guy who played Elvis. Um, oh, Austin oh, Butler. Uh, Austin yeah, Butler, Austin. right. So uh, I'm sure he's going to go everywhere. I'm sure. I thought you were talking about the guy that plays Elvis in Pris- Priscilla. Uh, no, 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 no. But yeah, I know. There's too many Elvises uh, <laughs> projects. But yeah, I think they're gonna really be pushing that cast, and uh, and we'll. S- I think there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs when once that movie comes out. But let's just go into our next big topic, and which is the probably the biggest topic uh, of of today because the announcements was made today. It's the Oscar nominations. Uh, did you guys give a get a get a look at the the list? 
Yeah. You know, I saw it in the morning and I or kind of forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty was like one pretty, or two surprises. Yeah, but... it was pretty normal. There's a lot of people who were pissed off about how uh, Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated for director and Margot Robbie for best actress, but I think that was pretty much. Yeah, and I, but, I mean, it wasn't that much of a surprise for me. I would have been okay with them removing Ryan Gosling as well, but yeah, or or America Ferrera. I I mean, I was not. Big. Oh yeah, sh- yeah. I'm, I w- I was not a big fan of that performance either. Yeah. It's not a bad performance. I just don't think it's anything special. I I mean, I agree with you because you were saying something about how Barbie is overlooked or over not overlooked uh, over uh, uh, overhyped uh, uh, or you know um, yeah yeah. I think we all agree with that. Or anything, yeah. But. yeah. I'm it's probably just, the most critical of the movie because I, I I don't think it worked and I, I don't think it's any any I don't think it's a good movie I don't think it worked uh, and I, no, I, it, it definitely worked <laughs> I mean with the box office well sure worked. but I'm talking about it in my own personal thoughts about watching no. the movie and I was in the mood to you know to check it out and see how but I didn't laugh at one I laughed a couple of times but yeah uh, I didn't think it, it was but all the best right. part was uh, Ryan Gosling and he's the one who got nominated so yeah but I don't think that was even an Oscar worthy performance either I mean it's just he was just the perfect for the part no, it, it's not a it's not a true Oscar worthy picture that's for sure yeah for me like if you're gonna like nominate like Ryan Gosling for for you know playing Ken then we need to go back and like you know nominate some of these comedic actors that truly gave like these outstanding like comedic performances like uh, Jim Carrey should have like twenty Oscars by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, really, it's it's not you know you, you make a joke there, but it, it's true. I mean, I think to have like Ryan Gosling, yeah, Chris, Chris Farley should have like two. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I I like Ryan Gosling in the movie, but I mean, to to recognize his performance in this film, and I, I don't know, I think sometimes we get confused with box office, you know, uh, success with but, it like, being I, a, like, I, I, a I great movie. To... I hate to be this this person because I I really do I, I, I try I I wanted to like this aspect of the movie mm-hmm. but I think people are just like it, it, you know the the movie's like this pro female kind of feminist film and they're mm-hmm. giving it like extra credit like it's this kind of like almost like important right piece of cinema because of that right no. yeah. and and, and and you know I, I I kind of understand where they're coming from but I still don't don't think that makes it this Oscar worthy movie. No, and I I don't really agree with maybe the the feminist angle. I mean, yes, it was an attempt to make it a, a women empowerment movie, but I think ultimately well, I think the, I, the but ultimately I, I think the real intent of that movie is to clean Barbie's you know the brand of Barbie, the toy maker's uh, record of being you know a controversial toy company for a lot of years. You know, oh, that's a that's a pretty cynical way of looking. At it. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, maybe Greta Gerwig is not necessarily, too, you know, that was her intent. She was really trying to make this, you know. But that was like Mattel's. But I think that was yeah. definitely Mattel's, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it, it, everyone. No, it, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I also think that, you know, Greta Gerwig, you know, probably had more control. <laughs> and I don't think that's what she was trying to do no. at all. No, I, I but, don't. But um, I think ultimately it ends up becoming that because of 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 how much it it just basically says, oh, Mattel has actually learned its lesson of after all these decades of being this really. It, it was like kind of targeted by sixties feminists at, at the time, you know, for being you know Barbie itself, the 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 toy brand to be like yeah. this, you know, a uh, a uh, uh, um 
unrealistic symbol of beauty or whatever. And now it's no one's saying that. Now they're saying, actually, let's buy a Barbie because <laughs> Greta Gerwig made it okay to buy it. And I think that's the point of the movie, or at least that's my cynical take of the, well, uh, what that movie is. But no yeah, one brings I, that I up. Think there, I think there is a little bit of truth to that, but I think the fact that that's not what Greta Gerwig was doing and she's, you know, an artist. Right. And I had the finger quotes going, <laughs> air quotes. That's <laughs> and, and, actually being a dick. I actually think she's like, you know, she's made, she's a good filmmaker. I didn't like Little Women, but it's there, it's a good movie. I just didn't like it because, you know, I'm a guy. <laughs> hey, I liked, I, I'm, but, a, I'm a big fan of Little but, Women. I but thought, I thought, I thought, oh. Little Bird was it? Lady Bird. <laughs> Lady Bird. Lady Bird. I thought Lady Bird was a, a good movie. Uh, I thought Little Women was better. I thought, uh, but I do think I do like her progression. Like I, I do see a progression in her directing style. And I'm happy that she got a big ass paycheck for this movie. <laughs> like even after like even even though I'm not a big fan of Barbie, I do think that she uh, is moving forward in her directing abilities. And so that makes me actually excited is, to see the Narnia, Narnia series or film series that she's doing with oh, Netflix. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll give her credit that this, like, like this. well, this is kind of nice to see her do something that's completely different from the indie type of movies that she's been doing. Mm-hmm. It's something uh, very off-brand for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think she really did a very good job directing the movie, which is part of the reason why I'm happy that she didn't get the Best Director uh, nomination. I don't think the comedy in the movie works. I think the comedy is very kind of poorly handled. And I think of it actually if another director had made this same movie, it might've actually been pretty funny. Yeah. The tone. Yeah. I think we're, you're, we talked about this earlier, but I mean, or before. I, did we review the movie? I don't remember. No, I don't did think I so. Did I review the movie? We just talked about it. I think we just talked about it. Even maybe we yeah. didn't even record the, recorded it. But I remember we were talking about how the tone of the movie was uneven it's supposed to be broad. It's supposed to be the satirical. It's supposed to be like Anchorman, particularly with the Will Ferrell stuff, uh, the bosses and stuff like that. And then it's also mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of um, melodramatic and also both supposed to be very kind of uh, existential when it comes to Margot Robbie's character. I, I don't know. A lot of that is just was too, too, too confusing. Not too confusing, but it didn't fit well, you know. It didn't mesh together too, too well. Um the Ken stuff, the Ken stuff was actually the best thing about the, the movie, mm-hmm. and agree, the funniest, stuff, the funniest stuff about the movie. Yeah, I agree. But to me, the Ken stuff is probably the stuff that felt like the most adult swim. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is what we're not. This is what we're nominating the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, Barbie itself. I, I, I don't, I don't mind the, uh, the like, best costume or. Uh, or, yeah, or cinematography or whatever, or best or, song, no, I or think whatever. It was um, production design, and uh, right, I don't mind those uh, uh, nominations, but it's just the acting role. Ryan Gosling was. Mm-hmm. It should have actually been um, Blackberry's. Uh, oh, uh, the, Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton, yeah, that should have been, or, or you know, somebody else in like you know maybe even someone from Air. I don't know somebody else. Uh, there, you know, yeah. There's, there's, there's people just throw, that throw deserve a, it more. Throw a rock, <laughs> it's, yeah. it hit somebody um, else. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I understand why. I kind of, but it's, it's America Ferrera. That's the one that I, I really go. What? Just, yeah, that's exactly. just hype. That is just hype. Yeah. Is, I mean, if you look at that character of her being a mother, it's it, it, it was it, nothing really that special. It's really just yeah. that one monologue about how. <laughs> You know her, yeah. her idea. Yeah, of what yeah. Women I was supposed is. to grab people, and right. it didn't grab me whatsoever. 
No, and, you know, and, it, and it's funny though, because like, um, like I, you know, I think she's a, I think she's a good actress. I've seen her give yes. a lot of good performances yes, 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 in the yes, past. Yeah, and it's funny to me because it almost feels like, because this performance really to me, I agree with you guys, it's nothing special, and it almost feels to me like they're giving it to her as like, like a a, a lifetime achievement. But it's like she's not done. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, why are you guys giving this to her? Like, it doesn't feel legitimate. Okay. Yeah, I think you dropped a little bit there. Yeah. yeah, I did. Okay. 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 Yeah, it doesn't feel. It, it feels like more kind of like. Uh, um, flavor of the month or, you know, it getting sucked up to the hype of, of what she, uh, you know, represents in the movie. Uh, yeah, I think she's, I think she's going to do something else. I mean, I think she's, it's not, yeah, I think like you, like you were saying, I don't think she's done in this business. She's definitely going to find something. very young. <laughs> she's going to find something else that's going to be worthy or, or really worthy for, for a nomination. I don't think she has a chance in, in, in hell to win. So no. I'm not I'm not I'm not too angry about any of these nominations or or you know uh, the Barbie nominations whatever you got I mean what I, a Barbie sweeps that'd be so I don't know but I mean I who knows I was you know we, last time we recorded I said that I haven't finished Killers of the Flower Moon then to now I have finished the Killers of the Flower Moon and I actually was. I disappointed by the movie. Uh, Rich, you saw the movie. Does mm-hmm. it deserve a lot of these nominations as well, or or were you unhappy that uh, Leo didn't get nominated for best actor? No, I mean I knew it was a stretch for him, uh, but Robert De Niro got nominated. I mean I thought he did a great performance as far as Robert De Niro goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew uh, uh, Lily Gladstone was going to be uh, was the biggest lock from the film from the film itself. Mm-hmm. But I was really um, happy to see that um, it got uh, best original score mm-hmm. because uh, I thought I thought this um, Robbie Robinson, the late Robbie Robinson, passed away uh, really last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple, really a couple months that. ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always been a fan of guitarists uh, doing uh, scores ever since like uh, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Eric Clapton, (laughs) (laughs) Robbie Uh, Robertson did uh, the Color of Money with uh, Scorsese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So he, I think he did a couple with with Scorsese before. Uh, Scorsese did the uh, obviously he um, they probably first met during the making of the the Waltz, the last Waltz, which is the concert Mm. film. Right. That Robbie Robertson's band, the band, his famous uh, band called the band. It was their last concert. It's one of the great concert films, and. uh, Mm I did not know this about Robbie Robertson for all these years. He is also a native of, uh, he is a, a, a Indian. He's a Canadian, a Canadian Indian uh, or heritage. Oh, so he yes. Yeah. So this was also a personal thing for him too. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm glad that he got, uh, got recognized. I don't think he, mm-hmm. he's going to win, uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it was least recognized for it. Um it was anything like you did you see that say hey well, that was cool I you know that was a great nod uh, any in the nominations uh, I think just the uh, uh, the visual effects for Godzilla minus one <laughs> uh, that was probably the biggest one especially when the, the news came out that they for that movie alone it was only like thirty five I think it was thirty five special effects people in that team. Which, which is, is like a the extremely ca- the catering for any Marvel right, movie. Right. It's an extremely low number for, for, and for them to do all that, especially if I haven't seen the movie, I've seen clips and trailers and it looks phenomenal. It looks like a big epic film. I'm, I, I'm hoping it wins just to show off, you know, like you don't need a 
you know, a big budget or, you know, you know, you, 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 you don't need you an could, army. Yeah. You don't need an army. You don't need to, you know, you could pull this stuff with, with independent people. I'm, I'm not sure if it was independent, but you know, you could, you know, people like with a good crew, you could pull off some amazing stuff. Well, uh, the creator did something similar to that and it got nominated. Yeah, so that's true. In the same category. So it, it could be done. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I was um, surprised that Anatomy of the Fall was a big uh, winner. You know, got a lot of nominations. So it was kind of expected to pick up a couple of awards, but it, it kind of picked up in a lot of the major awards or major mm-hmm. co- categories. Uh, it's t- seems to me that it's really up. It's really Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti. I think those are the oh, two yeah. front runners. I mean, after that, now after seeing everyone else. Yeah, their stuff has changed. I mean, it's uh, it's also uh, Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone. It's the yeah. Uh, I guess uh, Divine Joy Randolph uh, might yeah uh, most likely is going to win for the holdovers. Holdovers also did very well in the nominations. Um, yeah, there was, and I was I was actually glad to see that uh, um, Jodie Foster got nominated and also Annette Bening. Yeah, me too. Uh, for Nyad, I mean, a lot of people are shitting on Nyad because I don't know because it's on Netflix. They could just turn it off, basically. I, I think it's, a, it's a, you got a couple of things. There are two older women, and they don't, re- you know, younger people don't see themselves in that. They see their, I don't know, their mother, or they see their whatever. I don't. It's a, it's a, it's also for a very typical sports underdog movie. Uh, the Nyad uh, character, uh, the you know the real, it's based on real life. I guess she is mm-hmm. a little bit controversy about her real record. It's kind of like uh, the hot, flaming hot Cheeto <laughs> movie. That <laughs> yeah, guy yeah. kind of made that it. got nominated too. <laughs> Did that guy nominated? Yeah, for uh, best song. Best song. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forget who was it. What? Well, who? Who's, what's her name? Uh, it's probably the producer, right? All the time. No, Gloria uh, Estevan. Or was it? No, no, no. I don't know if she did it, but you know, it's written by a uh, uh, Diane. Uh, oh, uh, Warren. Yeah, yeah, Diane Warren. Yeah, so uh, she's nominated for anything. She could. She could. She yeah. Could, you know, shit out of your song, and, right? Yeah, and everybody, yeah. yeah, be nominated. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hot uh, the red hot chili, whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, <laughs> flaming hot Cheeto or the flaming hot. The guy was that was based on it. Apparently, maybe he fixed his numbers. Maybe he wasn't that wasn't a true story. So that that also uh, plays against what Nyad uh, the film is. I, again, I, I and also I think it be it because the character is not a, a likable character. Annette Bening is not playing a, a likable character. I think that also is a reason why people are turned off by it. I think it's I think it's a really strong movie. And um, another one. I mean, that that's Reese Eifens. He deserves the best supporting actor yeah, before yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's just a very typical uh, um, drama. You know, it's not nothing special. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, not, it's not enough for all this hate. I don't understand why every young, particularly young critic, well, is well, look, ashing at it. Well, movies are just kind of typical, do get a lot of hate these days. I mean, remember the whole Green Book thing and yeah. stuff? <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, Green Book maybe shouldn't have won that year. It should have been uh, Alfonso Cuaron's... Um, uh, Roma? Was, yeah, Roma. Should have been that year. I should He should have won. But still, I think Green Book was like a very typical Oscar. It was more accessible. Well, yeah. uh, 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 it was a more accessible movie than Roma. Cause like, well, as much as like, I, I love Roma. Like uh, I feel like it was a movie that more people appreciated than, you know, loved. And mm-hmm. green book was just a movie that I think anybody can enjoy, but a lot of like today's kind of like, I think critics and I'm, I'm talking about like a lot of the young critics as well. Mm-hmm. I think they want, um, 
you know, things are more challenging, but a, that's a, not what, you know, yeah. regular moviegoers want. Yeah, they want A24, they wanted salt yeah. burn. No, they, <laughs> uh, for Annette Benning, they wanted um, Margot Robbie. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think Mar- Margot Robbie did anything. I mean, Margot got a way to go mm-hmm. before she could. She could. She'll, was she, she'll, was she nominated? She'll eventually, get. was she nominated for? Um, yeah, uh, Hollywood. Um, Once upon yeah, a time uh, in Hollywood. Uh, maybe that, but not. Uh, definitely. Um, Wall Street. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Right? She's, was she? No. Um, uh, the other. Oh, I Tanya. One more. But yeah, she definitely got nominated for I Tanya. No, also the. Uh, um, damn it. Uh, were the reporters? Uh. uh, uh Shit. I'm looking up on IMDb. Bombshell. Oh, she was nominated for that, right? I, th- I believe so, yes. Yeah, it's not like she's not, not being deprived by a lot of things. <laughs> oh, Allison Jenny won for for um Oh yeah, I Tanya definitely. Tanya. But uh, um he was she was nominated. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean I think she's she's still She's producing a lot of movies still, and she's oh, going to yeah. be starring starring in a lot of movies. No, uh, her wallet got fat after Barbie, that's for sure. Her wallet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a, uh, she's a she's a force, you know. She's, mm-hmm. she's yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> People calm down with the Barbie stuff. Yeah. Um. Anything if you're else? In a nominator, if you're in a nominator for Barbie, she should have gotten nominated for Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, I think she did a probably a better job with the Harley Quinn stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as any anything else, you know, the only thing I was really hoping for, and I know it was a long shot, and it didn't happen. But I, I really love the cinematography in John Wick Four, Chapter Four. <laughs> but I thought if there's a chance in hell, or if there's an upset, maybe that could one get a nominated uh spot a, a slot in the nomination. It didn't, but man, I thought that. John Wick Chapter Four was probably the best looking movie I've seen all year. <laughs> I, I, it was, I think it's a beautiful movie, <laughs> look, beautiful looking movie. Yeah, it's El mm-hmm. Conde, whatever it is, that must be it's spectacular. A, dude. It's a black and white film. It was a Netflix oh. movie. It's a, yeah, <laughs> oh, it, 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 I didn't see it, but it it it, it does look pretty cool. Um, it's a Pablo Lorraine film. Um, oh, okay, yeah, so. I don't know who's gonna. I guess. I guess it's gonna be Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer is gonna sweep this 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 year. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. It, it probably is. Yeah. I I I put I I put money in it. Yeah. Me too. That's a safe bet. Yeah. So there you go. I think mean, that's it for the nominations. You is there anything else you want to talk about? Like maybe so Sterling K. Brown, his surprise nomination. Um, I thought that surprised? was. Uh, not really. No, not I guess really. none of them were big surprises. Uh, no. um, I'll just say, you know, <laughs> I think Iron Claw should have got some love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but another big winner. Of this. You know what? You know, they should have given Talk to Me some love just because out of all these movies, except for maybe the exception of Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. of all these movies, these are it's the only one that people are going to be talking about like 10 years from now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm, I'm well, and so- I guess Barbie, but... <laughs> that doesn't count. Barbie shouldn't have never been nominated. Like nominate Austin Powers then. <laughs> All right, I guess that's it for nominations. Uh, Rich, you want? Uh, is there anything else you before we leave? All the all the categories are fifty fifty to me. So yeah, I mean, I mean, 
it's good odds for all these. Uh, yeah, I don't so. think there's going to be any big surprise. And well, no. once they announce the winners, I think it's going to basically everyone you'll expect. You'll expect. I mean, um, Chris Nolan's probably finally going to get his Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Best picture, best director. I'm sure Greta what Gerwig's are the probably going to win for support, what, uh, best screenplay. What, what What do you think are the the chances that you know there's a upset and mark ruffalo wins best supporting actor <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't think that's an upset i mean uh, well robert Downey jr yeah sure um huh Paul gets on stage he's like fuck you iron man <laughs> <laughs> no i mean four things has got to win something and also the holdover is definitely going to win something so well, I guess the best actress is like one the one that's kind of like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, up in the air. Right? I mean, for for a while, Lily Gladstone was like the front runner, and she's losing some steam, and the Emma Stone is picking it up. So I wouldn't be surprised if Emma. Hopefully, Stone... hopefully, Emma, hopefully Emma Stone wins. I mean, I haven't seen either a movie yet, but I mean, just from everything I've seen in the clips and stuff, like Emma, Emma, this looks like it could be like Emma Stone's best performance to date. I'm looking forward to watching the movie. Soon. And it, you know, watching her interviews, she has. I think she has become much older and much more comfortable with just being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, you know, I forget how funny she is. You know, she is naturally f- extremely funny. She was um, in your favorite comedy, the the rocker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But naturally, I mean, uh, like, there's a natural, funny, uh, hilarious thing about her. There, there's a, a round table, not a round table, but like an actor on the actor interview where she does, she is interviewed by Bradley Cooper. It's like one of the funniest things I've seen. Uh, they were just like shooting the shit because I guess they're old friends. Uh, and it was like, you know, like I haven't seen this side of Emma Stone before. Or maybe I wasn't, wa- I wasn't watching close, closer or closely enough, you know, but I thought she, she's become really just comfortable and extremely funny, you know? So I don't know if her next movie is going to be a comedy or a drama, but I mean, it's really rare for an actress to do both and be successful at both. So I don't know. Well, I'm sure they had a lot of laughs in Aloha. <laughs> That's right. That's where they first met, right? <laughs> they didn't. Oddly enough, they didn't bring that up. <laughs> they just brought. They just brought up that they're, they're they were friends for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into some of the news items that recently came out. Uh, we've did, Raymond, did you get a chance to see uh, Paul Pauly Shore's short mm-hmm. film about Richie, Richard Simmons? It's actually not about Richard Simmons. He's playing Richard Simmons, the court jester. It's, it's more about that, you know, extra guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, it was released on YouTube after its uh, debut on in, in Sundance this past week. Our weekend, uh, so you did you so you you did see it then? I did see it, and I just found it very kind of bizarre. Um, I, I guess the 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 good thing about it is you know it's most entertaining whenever Paul Shore was on screen, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh-huh. And um, and he he was he was all right. It's just the the whole the whole concept short over yeah. the whole short overall was just so like what is the point of this? Like, and it, it felt like it was supposed to be kind of a comedic sketch, but Pauly Shore is like giving a dramatic performance. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, what, what's going on? It almost felt like a Tim and Eric thing, but it was missing the punchline. 
Like Tim and Eric's uh, oh, bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah, it felt it felt like I was watching an episode of uh, Tim and Eric's like uh, bedtime stories, but the whole like you know payoff was missing. So I was, it was weird, <laughs> to say the least. It was. It's yeah. It's definitely a weird short film. It's a ten minute short film. It's mostly about this stagehand. Who's having a very bad day, and he his his spirits are lifted up when he meets uh, Richard Simmons. Uh, he's working for Richard Simmons, but I I don't I don't know what it, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like you, I don't know what the movie is. I I don't know. I guess I guess it's maybe it's a, a calling card or maybe a test run for Paulie Shore to do a uh, like a legit biopic on Richard Simmons. Obviously, Richard Simmons came out and said, "I I don't approve. <laughs> I don't approve on this anything." What? Have you seen the video of like, you know, Polly, you know, basically saying, you know, my co-stars won Oscars, you know, why can't I win? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he put it out there comedically, but I mean, he made, he recorded a video saying it basically. Rich, did you get a chance to see the, the short? Yeah, I did. What do you, um, what's your thoughts on that? I thought it was fine. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was uh. Thank God it was so short. I mean, if it was longer, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It was funny because I was kind of like like Raymond. I was waiting for the punchline, and then I go, "Oh, so there's not a punchline?" Because you you were thinking he eats a donut. Is that supposed to be funny? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's the backstage <laughs> secret. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. It's a weird. Anyway, it's available now on uh, on YouTube. You just uh, search uh, Pauly Shore, Richard Simmons. The court gesture. Uh, hopefully, maybe he's looking for a, a deal, you know, or hopefully he gets a package out there to make a movie about Richard Simmons. He actually is pretty good as Richard Simmons. He is yeah. maybe a little too old. I mean, he will have to do the older Richard Simmons, you know. Uh, but um, he's good. Well, when was when was the short taking place? Because I mean, it was like Ellen DeGeneres. Like, oh, was yeah. that during the nineties? Had it been like the two thousands? Maybe. Right? Yeah, I mean the two. I don't know if they even put that much thought into it. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Uh, let's get to another topic here. Madam Web. Madam Web is getting some reshoots. <laughs> I did what? No, she's, they're getting some reshoots. Apparently, right now. <laughs> yes, right. That open like in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, I guess it was supposed to initially be set in the nineties. I guess they're going to scrub all that and not refer to the timeline. Also, the, they're going to remove the connections to a, a, or to any kind of Spider-Man characters. Uh, I think they wanted Andrew Garfield to come back as Spider-Man. Uh, I guess that's not going to happen or whatever. This movie is not going to connect to that. And it's not definitely not going to connect to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So this is basically they're just doing the reshoots so they could have a standalone movie. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is going to be worse than Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> they have been putting out some uh, behind-the-scenes featurettes saying, like, you know, this is a grounded uh, movie. It's going to be more... <laughs> th 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 more like a thriller, you know? I go, whatever, man. <laughs> But this is directed by uh, Patricia. Patri what's her name? S.J. Uh, Clarkson. Yeah, she was. Uh, she had her name in everything. Right. For, she was hungry. Project Star Trek. Ever, yeah. ever since, uh, I, I guess Breaking Bad. She did a lot of episodes or something like that. Uh, yeah, she did a lot of TV. Uh, Jessica Jones. Maybe it was Breaking Bad, but a lot of TV. Yeah. yeah. But 
damn, she's been looking for a project, and this is her project? Oh, and it completely is falling apart <laughs> in front of her eyes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's terrible. Dude, it's terrible. Man. I mean, so what happens when you team up with Amy Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, waited so long to get a feature film, and this is it. Jeez. And it's actually... Well, it, well, it, and Amy Pascal has been trying to get this movie made for like over a decade because this was supposed to be her, you know, all female spider oh. team up. It yeah. was supposed to originally feature. Um, she wanted it to be like Black Cat, um, or maybe Black Cat is in the movie. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, it was. She wanted it to be like Black Cat and uh, what was it, Silver Sable? And oh, yeah. um, it was. I forget. It had a different name originally, but it, they ended up turning it into Madam Web, and then they added this whole kind of. Uh, what was it this kind of terminator angle to it and yeah supposedly they they're also in the reshoots they removed that whole angle so i don't even know what the hell this movie is it's just a train wreck <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe it's not that bad i mean hopefully it's not that bad well you know well, we, i'm gonna watch it me but... and rich just saw uh, uh the marvels yeah it's it's a throwaway movie yeah it's got some bad it, moments man and there yeah the musical the musical sequence is the oh worst. the worst oh. it's, yeah. i mean it's just like what the fuck is going cats. on whose idea was this and also the cats yeah the cats were stupid but well i feel like the whole the cat that cat sequence would have worked if james gunn had created it <laughs> yeah but like luckily it, was, it is only 90 minutes or whatever how i forget how it was really quick and like well, okay. i i think i think iman villani carries that movie the thing is i well, hate yeah, that i, was I a hate that i, I hate a that big character fan of her i was a big fan of the the series but this yeah exactly her character was uh was annoying in the, in the beginning of this uh, for the movie in the movie yeah is that so I, she's not I, that I, annoying she, in the tv series not no she, she grows on you. She matures in the series. She evolves in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And in this one, she's totally stepped back. I, I I liked her in the movie. She's the kind of only good thing in the movie for me. But. Yeah, but she was just a kid in this one, order, basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, would Madam Web... Did you guys, did you, I'm, did I'm, you guys I'm, at least I'm, like it more than Thor, Love, and Thunder? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I was Thor, more that, disappointed and, with... I was definitely more disappointed with, say, Ant-Man and Quantumania, oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. and Quantumania, or yeah. even the uh, multiverse, uh, the whatever, the Doctor Strange uh, multiverse, I don't know what's it called now. But I, I think I was more disappointed because my- But maybe that's because this was like more of a throwaway, low-stakes movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think Ant-Man. maybe maybe that's what they're doing with Madam Web. Maybe they're trying to, you know- Turn it into the Marvels. <laughs> turn it into the Marvels and have that hopefully become like this really- Insequential film, or you know, something that doesn't even care, it doesn't count, you know, it's just like it's just a throwaway movie, and hopefully, people well, just all, have enough fun with it. All I know is if I were Sony, man, I would just be putting every single shot of those characters and their costumes on screen. Like, I don't know why they're not doing that already. Like, mm-hmm. they know the movie sucks, they know the movie's trash. Just put all the shots of like you know, oh, in the, Sweeney in the as spots like flat. in these TV spots. You think? Yeah, saying? just make oh. it look just just make just put the whole third act in the trailer. Just mm-hmm. make it look like this giant kind of like all Spider Girl team up, and I'm sure some people will go see it. I mean, people are so obsessed with that uh, animated Spider Man. People think it's actually a good movie. So I mean, maybe they're they're so hungry for Spider Man. They're like, oh, it's more more multiverse, you know, more <laughs> Spider Verse. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. 
You know what I mean? But yeah. um, they're not even doing that because they're just teasing them in the trailers, like with like little little quick shots of them in the costume. Right. Well, and, um, that's dumb. I mean, because yeah. they they might be able to make have at least a good opening if they really showcase the costumes. Well, you brought up James Gunn, how James Gunn maybe could be able to pull off these crazy, um, you know, storylines like the cat in, in the Marvels and stuff like that. Well, he, he has recently came out and said that he has confirmed that the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man project, which is supposed to be an Elseworld film, which was supposed to feature the, the black Spider-Man. Oh, you mean I'm, Superman? Oh, I'm sorry. Superman. Yeah, Superman, which is supposed to be featuring the, the black Superman. What's that, his name? What's his character's name? Um Whatever it is. The one with Michael B. Jordan, or the, is that the other one? I, there's, I, there's two black Superman movies, right? Or three? Is it? Well, anyway, the one well, with J.J. Well, Abrams. Aren't they all canceled now <laughs> at this point? Well, according to J.J. Abrams, it's still in development. Now, do you want to see this this J.J. Abrams, this Elseworlds Superman movie? Uh, we're featuring the, the black Superman. I, can't, I don't well, know his it, name. It, de- it depends, because there's the Michael B. Jordan one. There was also one that they said that was going to be like in the... In the 1940s, and it was like a Superman that doesn't really fly. He just jumps really high or whatever. And um, they said that one was supposed to be more about, like, race during the, like, 1950s and 40s or something like that. Mm. And kind of it was supposed to be more. I think they said that was supposed to be their, like, Joker. Like, they're they're doing Batman serious, and it was going to be, like, a black uh, Batman or black uh, Superman. Like, what if he landed in um, Harlem? Instead of uh, Smallville, he landed in a... I I don't remember, but inner, inner city. Th- that was, yeah, that was their whole take. Uh, that was one pitch, and they and they hired like a a black author mm-hmm. to write it, like a, a very. You guys don't remember any of this? Yeah, I remember the author. Uh, it was like an important yeah. black author. Yeah, his yeah. name is. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah, was that part? Is of that the, the is that the one where is that the is that the J J Abrams one? I believe so. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well. <laughs> I think this. I think these projects are dead anyway, and I think J.J. Abrams is pretty much. I mean, I think his his contract with just with, back on Star Trek, right? But that's true. But I think his contract with Warner Brothers is pretty much over. Uh, um, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, nothing I mean, came out of it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much cut ties with him, and they cut like uh, the Westworld was cut. They'd start taking all his shows out off of the uh, Max. I remember that. Yeah. So I don't know why this this project would be still in development when it seems like Warner Brothers doesn't want to what ha- doesn't want to be in the J.J. Abrams business. You know, they started really kind of cutting all everything from from yeah. from especially especially when well, Zasloff came into to in power. And I so don't know. the the Michael B. Jordan one's probably dead, right? I guess so. Yeah. Because he was, a, I think Michael B. Jordan was supposed to be playing the multiverse um, Superman. That's like a, 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 he's not Clark Kent. He's a different Superman from another Earth. Mm-hmm. I forgot the character's name. Um, and that's the one Michael B. Jordan was supposed to be doing. And and then I think there was another black Superman. I don't know what's with their obsession with black Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, there is a black Superman in the comic books, right? Yeah, the Michael B. Jordan one. The Michael B. Jordan one. Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if um, I, I don't know if they should really focus on. So I guess maybe because Superman is a, such a popular character, they could just turn him into like uh, Peter Parker, or, or I guess you know, turn him into like Spider Man and have multiple Spider Mans. And and well, but but I but I mean, back to kind of what you were saying earlier. The 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 I guess 
to call it the J.J. Abrams one, the the one that with the the whole race angle from the from the black author. I do think that could be like an interesting movie. I just don't know if it necessarily needs to be a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. But I'd be interested in watching it in the same way that you know I thought you know Todd Phillips' Joker was a a good film. You know. Yeah, I think the the Superman project. I mean, uh, it should it's just them using the Superman as the name itself. I mean, basically, they should just, they should just do it. Steel. Steel would be, be awesome movie. I mean, they used it pretty well in the in the Superman and Lois series. They, yeah, you know, they had Steel in that in that as a character in the series, and I thought they did it tremendously well in the, in that series. Yeah. So you could do it. Uh, I mean, uh, there's no, it's not totally unnecessary to use the name Superman, right? But I guess that's the IP, that's the attraction yeah. to sell yeah. it, you know. So, uh, but let's call it Superman presents Steel. <laughs> Yeah, Shaq uh, cameo, whatever. <laughs> Pass, yeah. Passing the the torch. Yeah, he's rapping in it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, so you could do. Yeah, I, I I would love to see a steel, you know, project. I don't know if it's doing other Elseworlds, a spider, a Superman movie, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I think that I think James Gunn is really just uh, talking out of his ass when it, when it comes to this. I mean, I don't, I don't know. He's yeah. He's trying not to. He's probably he's trying to be diplomatic when it comes to this. Well, he's trying to please everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's busy with his film. I mean, well, how about this, uh, Rich? Uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World franchise is coming back, um, but they're bringing back the original Jurassic Park screenwriter David Cope to adapt it to give it one more take. Is that something you would like to see? Now that you're have seen all the Jurassic world movies <laughs> <laughs> well at least they bring back david kept kept or i i heard it's cope but i don't know maybe it's kept i don't whatever. know it's kept i don't know <laughs> uh, i mean yeah, to, to I be mean, to be honest david cope or david kept is is not, it doesn't have the greatest track record i think he's a really good screenwriter uh he's pr- a pretty good director too but it's you know it's a hit and miss sometimes sometimes his movies are good sometimes his movies are not He's uh, recently he just uh, wrote a, a horror movie with with Steven Soderbergh and they're just premiering it in Sundance and it's getting mixed reviews. It's, so uh, um, you know, so it's not really a, a you know even though he has worked on the original Jurassic Park, I don't I don't know if it's a that big of a deal to have him to bring him back for another s- s- trilogy. I think they're planning yeah. for another trilogy without Chris Pratt and. Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be no new characters or whatever. I don't know. I think I think he'll deliver a, a, a an okay script. It's up to the director that they get. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they, they have for it because he also he also wrote uh, Spider Man Two, which is I or Spider Man the original Spider Man, which I think is one of the best you know comic book films of all time. They said that Chris and Bryce aren't going to return for this one. I think they're I they're think. looking uh, for for different uh, a whole new original or a whole new trilogy with different characters. Uh, oh man, a whole new trilogy! I think that's what it is. Why like, they gotta milk this so much? People love so dinosaurs with, with new with new characters. So it's not even bringing back like you know Jeff Goldblum. Uh, might have like, maybe yeah, like maybe they'll they'll help a little, you know they'll be part of the universe. But um, I think they're, they're gonna, gonna focus on new characters. Yeah. We, it, it's still up in there. Up. We don't really know. We don't really know. Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's a, it's an IP that they have to continue, especially since the the King Kongs are still a bit, uh, yeah. and Godzillas are still doing well. So, I mean, as long as those things are are, are still working, 
uh, Jurassic World or whatever will be con- will continue on, or at least expect. You know, it just you know, it's it's just the screenplay is always just the first step. Yeah, yeah, and you know, speaking of franchises that won't die, uh, Ghostbusters. You know, new go- they're coming up with a new Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and Jason is Jason Reitman directing that one. Is he no, his buddy on uh, the 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 oh uh, the, um um yeah uh, uh Monster House right I, can't, I don't know his name yes he's directing that so that's interesting because then there's news that he's working on another movie I thought oh wow he's quickly jumping on a new project now that Ghostbusters uh, but yeah he's not directing the new Ghostbusters movie maybe this is why because he's working on SNL 1975 which is a uh, a biopic on the first taping of the first episode of SNL. And so they just announced the, the casting here. So uh, Gab- Gabriel LaBelle, who is... Wait, who, who's making this movie again? Jason Reitman. Oh. So it's a biopic on uh, on SNL, the making of SNL, basically. And they just announced that the, the Gabriel LaBelle, who who played the... Basically, he played uh, Steven Spielberg in The Fablemans. Uh, he is set to star as Lauren Michaels, a young Lauren Michaels. <laughs> Damn, really young. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cooper Hoffman, who is uh, oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, son, who, is, who starred in uh, Licorice Pizza, he's also cast in here. And Rachel Sennett. Oh, not as Jim Belushi. No, he's playing Dick Evers- Ebersol, the, the NBC executive. And so, and Rachel Sennett, who was, you know, was in Bottoms. She was in um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. She's kind of the new It girl. Uh, she's also attached to to play SNL writer R- Rosie Shooter or Shulter, who ends up being, or actually is, uh, Lauren Michaels' real life wife. In the, uh, and and she, I guess they were married at the time. So this is basically about the first ever SNL taping and the making of that and making of the SNL. Does that excite you for, for Jason Reitman to do this? Not really. Nah, <laughs> not at all. I mean, uh, is he, you think like SNL is maybe too old fashioned, you know, like, I mean, maybe this would have been cool, like say in the nineties, but you know, nowadays, yeah. nowadays this is like, who, who cares about SNL? I mean, I mean, talk w- about w- hit and miss. Every <laughs> episode is not Saturday Night Live. It's like, oh. oh God. I think I mean, hit and miss is even being complimentary. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let's talk about miss and miss, miss and burn. <laughs> yeah, and especially this new new team of uh, so-called uh, comedians. Uh, uh, you know the Lonely Island boys or whatever. Uh, oh right, right. The, uh, whatever the this would destroy you or whatever. Yeah. fucking call. I don't know. Those guys are terrible. Just totally bad, man. Uh, Jason Ryman, I guess Jason, I understand like Jason Ryman maybe has a little bit of a connection with this because Ivan Ryman was kind of there in the beginning of SNL. Not necessarily right. SNL, but he saw all those guys, you know, got attached to SNL. He was part of the National Lampoon. So I'm sure he have heard all these, these stories before. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the connection to it. But, um, Oh, no, it's it's interesting. He has, a, you know, what he gets a good cast. He got, you know, I like these guys. I like uh, Gabriel LaBelle, Cooper Hoffman, even I, Rachel Sennett. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not. She's okay. She's a good actress. Yeah. She just hasn't been in like the. I haven't seen her in great movies. <laughs> <laughs> she's fine. I mean, and this definitely feels like going to be more of a, a 
drama comedy or a dramedy, you know. So it'll be interesting. I, I'm actually, I was shocked that he, he was actually working on an SNL biopic, so. I I, I would have done Ghostbusters. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich, this is something right up your alley. Ter- Taylor Sheridan. Mm. Uh, Yellowstone. More. <laughs> Ter- uh, uh, Yellowstone co-creator has secured the rights to the book Emperor of the Summer Moon, Quana Parker, The Rise and Fall of the Comanches, the most powerful Indian tribe in American history, by S.C. Gwynn. How about that for a book title? <laughs> Emperor of the Sun Moon. You know, everyone's into Indians now. Uh, you got the Killers of the Flower Moon. Now you got the Emperor of the Summer Moon. Uh, this is about um, Quana Parker, the greatest chief of the Com- uh, Comanches, and this is going to be his... This is going to be Sheridan's next, uh, or next project, as I guess as the passion projects. He's going to write and direct the, uh, this adaptation of the, of the book. He's just got the rights to the book. Is, are you excited with that? Uh, is it a period piece? Yeah, yeah. This is definitely about the Comanches. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because I need to know who this Kawana Parker is. So he's uh, uh, he's half uh, Comanche and half white. I guess in the, in the book and also I guess in the movie they're gonna also focus on his mother because his mother is his her name was Cynthia Ann Parker, and she, apparently like she was kidnapped by the Comanches, and then became a uh, part of the culture and then was married to a Comanche and then she had this child, a half well, I guess you know half breed child or you know half Comanche half white child, who end up becoming one of the greatest greatest chief. Now. Taylor Sheridan has this scene about uh, Native Americans, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. All I mean, his movies have, or at least a lot of his, his projects, have this Native American storyline, kind of like like David Ayer with uh, Latino culture. <laughs> Taylor Sheridan is like kind of the same thing. He's enamored by uh, Native American culture, so this is a kind of, I guess, like I said, a passion project for him. So I don't know. Well, it, Gil Birmingham, who he's worked with since I believe uh, Wind River. I mean. I mean, I'm I'm glad that maybe he'll be uh, involved or something like that. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at his at his bio, I mean, he's best known for the uh, Yellowstone, but either that or Twilight. So I mean, uh, and uh, Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. I mean, I'm hoping for the best. I mean, it's a, it's a, certainly he's going to be taking place in the old west, and uh, um, Sheridan's kind of seen. That's you know, that's his wheelhouse. That's his. Mm-hmm. That's how, and people love it. People love it. He cranks it out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't deny that. I mean, look at I mean, sh- now that he has all this money from Yellowstone, he's now able to purchase these yeah, rights like, by himself. Yeah, he doesn't need a financier to back him up. He could just so whatever book he's reading, uh, he could just fork it up because he has that. He has enough money now. <laughs> yeah, and he could film it in his ranch. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Um. What else? What else? You know, actually, there's a lot more Netflix stuff now. Um. Netflix recently said that uh, they just made a deal, an exclusive deal with WWE uh, yeah. Raw. They're going to have some live shows, Raw, right? Raw, which is a big deal. This is a five billion Netflix. Netflix, yeah. yeah they just signed up with Raw or uh, with WWE, and so they're going to have some live events. Live events will include WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Royal Rumble. So they're getting into the wrestling business. And so once I think uh, it's funny because I think WWE at one point had tried to start their own 
streaming channel, but I guess <laughs> that's kind of over now. Uh, so I think it's I think it's smart for both of these people to to work together, um, both companies to work together. But I mean, Netflix is definitely trying to trying their dipping their toes into live uh, events, and they did it pretty well with Chris Rock uh, live concert. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and here they're going to try again with WWE, and this is going to be pretty good for them. Well, I mean, uh, we saw Amazon just pick up the NFL this this last year, so uh, it it makes sense that the um, I didn't know that happened either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they got Monday Night Football or something like that. They got Thursday so. night. Exclusive oh, Thursday thir- night. Yeah, yeah, exclusive yeah. Thursday night. And if they're Amazon has a pretty cool thing where you can like hit the plays and you can see the you know them working plays and shit. It's like yeah, pretty cool. Like like X ray stuff. You know, like like you see the the lines of where the quarterback is going and following the, the receivers and stuff. It's, I hope more I think, people do that. <laughs> I think it's a smart choice because Netflix, I mean, uh, WWE is global, definitely global. Yeah, yeah. And Netflix, I mean, they'll benefit from that because it's going to, uh, it'll add, add more subscribers globally. Mm-hmm. So it, they'll have a boost from it. Definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, this is smart. I think, um, yeah, it, it, it's, I think the next step for not just Netflix, but all these streaming uh, platforms, the big ones. It's going to be live events, and it's going to be sports. It's going to be whatever. You know, Netflix got the, the rights to the SAG Awards. Or no, was it the SAG Awards? Yeah, right? The SAG Awards? So, yes, yes. I'll be, and that's going to be a live event too, right? I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, so, yeah, I, I could see like a, in a couple of years that Netflix maybe get the rights to the Oscars or get the rights to the Emmys or whatever, you know, like they're doing these. Uh, it'll, it'll be their lowest viewed program <laughs> ever. And I think that's getting faster and faster nowadays. I mean, uh, fiber optics is out there now. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's improving. More, um, more and more areas are getting uh, faster. Um, and even you know, even uh, uh, over Wi-Fi. I mean, uh, over uh, cellular, getting faster. Well, what live events would, would you like to see in like night? You know, either Netflix or any other kind of streaming service. What what live events would you want to see? <laughs> I don't watch anything live anymore. I mean, yeah, me either. I mean, not the Chainsaw Awards or Fangoria yeah. Chainsaw Awards. I mean, I just I think that's the, they 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 air that and Shutter. I mean, we watch the Oscars live, and I watch some football games live. I mean, so I mean, I do watch over the air football games. Then, and uh, I mean, I think the Chris Rock worked pretty well. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that was fine, but yeah. I could have easily watched that you know, recorded. <laughs> I mean. But you need an aspect of the, you know, the Twitter aspect or the social media aspect. Yeah, you know, or you know, something. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess <laughs> the next season of Game of Thrones, I mean, it's going to be live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Maybe, you know, if the live thing really takes off, then will Netflix just go back to where we started from? Like, like just putting shows live and then, you know, have like, whatever stranger things new season live you know like or or have movies live you know like is that going to be the new thing i don't know i don't know if people want that i don't know you know i actually was a big fan of coachella they were the one year they they put it on oh, youtube yeah. i think i thought that was really good i, I wish they yeah. did that more yeah, you know, like, oh yeah some some festivals do that sometimes they yeah. like live stream the main stage 
I, I, that would be perfect for something like Netflix to to, to do a maybe even their own kind of you know remember they had a comedy um, festival one time and maybe just put that they on still live. do it right yeah they do their, they're doing Netflix is a joke every year yeah there you go yeah, right. yeah that's what it's called yeah have that live have that like streaming twenty four hours or whatever you know um, or you know whatever. Whenever it's playing, you know, like have it just stream live. You could like click on it and, you know, and I don't know. I think, I think that's fun. I don't know if there's anything specifically I would want. Um, when was the last time you saw Saturday Night Live live? <laughs> no, I just watched the clips on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could skip all that shit. <laughs> um, uh, so Netflix here, we got more Netflix news. Netflix Scott Stuber, who is the who was the head of the Netflix film division, he's taking off. He's going to start his own uh, company. So Stuber was known for Red Notice, The Gray Man. He was also known for like bringing some big talents to Netflix. Maybe that means that they're going to change game plans. Maybe they're going to make it more. I don't know what they're going to do, but certainly they're going to bring somebody in. Uh, in other related news, David Fincher has upped his deal with Netflix. Uh, it's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna do it for another three years. So uh, you know he's he has worked with Netflix with the last couple of films. Also, he has some TV shows. So who uh, who knows what he's gonna do? Maybe a new TV show. Also, Netflix just recently acquired a big horror movie on Sundance at at Sundance. Uh, was reportedly for seventeen million dollars. That's a big paycheck. Uh, the horror movie it's called it's it's what's inside and it, uh um you know that's a big ac- acquisition and so netflix is on the move right now they're they're doing they're wheeling and dealing well as far as i know uh, well as far as this what's his name netflix scott stuber the guy who left yeah <laughs> as far as i'm concerned i don't give a shit I mean, he's going to probably <laughs> he's going to probably start the new the next quibi Probably, probably he he was like I think he was on Sony or he was I forgot he was in another movie. I don't I'm not sure what what studio he was working before he got to Netflix, but he was a big deal. And yeah, you know he tried to make Netflix the box, you know the blockbuster, the summer blockbuster. It didn't pan out. Uh, Stewart, you know, did bring some good big names, but um, for the most part, it was just a hit and miss. You know, there's no big movies that came out of Netflix. In the recent years, even though Extraction got a a, a sequel, uh, what else got a sequel? Um, I don't know. The, I think it's good for him to leave and it's good for Netflix to pick someone up because I think they do need change because their films, unfortunately, they have a bad rap. You know, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah look at look at like uh, even the 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 ones that got nominated. Maestro, uh, May, December, all these movies and people don't know, are not watching them. They, yeah. You know, they're yeah, saying. Yeah, well, th- the thing is, well, the th- Netflix, th- they were kind of known for, as like the kind of, the people that were kind of just green light everyone's passion project, right? <laughs> so they would get all this talent, all these people going to them. Everybody wanted to work with them. But, you know, a lot of these things didn't get green lit by the big studios for a reason. And, you know, the good thing is I think they kind of build a lot of relationships over the years. So, like, I mean, they clearly have a great relationship with Adam Sandler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... And David Fincher now, yeah. Yeah, and David Fincher. But, yeah, they they maybe they need to start, you know, being a real studio. <laughs> they definitely need, like... 
overhead and and you know need somebody to check the budgets and mm-hmm. you know like just do like kind of the basic stuff you know like kind of like the basic yeah. paperwork stuff well, you know m- make sure the budgets don't blow up and make sure they come in in time and yeah supposedly marvel had that all the, the whole time <laughs> well you know i know but marvel and star wars <laughs> <laughs> it's tough it's tough rich you, do you remember gary graham Yes, I do. I read about him. <laughs> so Gary Graham is uh, mo- mostly known as a TV actor. He was uh, he was in the Alien Nation TV series, and he also was in Star Trek. He has passed away at seventy three. Uh, Rich, tell us about Gary Graham. He he was also was in a eighty nine or nineties uh, cheesy science fiction movie called Robot Jock. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I remember that being a funny, uh, cold hit, cold hit. Yeah. So, uh, tell me your, your thoughts on Gary, uh, Gary Graham. Cause I think you, you used to watch a lot of, uh, alienation TV series or even the star uh, Trek, really the star Trek that you used to see him in star Trek all the time. Yeah. But he was in makeup. I think he was, he was, was a, the, it was a know, Vulcan, uh, I think, right? He was a Vulcan. Something like that. Or, or, uh, Romulan or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, he was in the Star Trek Enterprise. I didn't watch many of those. <laughs> yeah, he came back in Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was a working actor. I mean, I, I've seen him from time to time during the 80s, 90s. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I, I used to watch Alien Alienation TV series. He would He's the one who played the the James Caan character. He was the, the right. human cop who's paired up with an alien cop. Um, didn't run that long. <laughs> It didn't, I, I don't know. I used to watch it. I don't know. I remember yeah, him from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's passed away. 73. Did I say 79? 70, 73. Uh, another big uh, death was Norman Jewison, who was the renowned director of Moonstruck in the Heat of Night. Uh, he has he has passed away in 97. Uh, three-time Oscar nominee. You know, he... he 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 is you know part of some really big movies in the 60s 70s 80s 90s uh did have worked for a while but uh i guess that's because he probably retired uh, did a great movie with denzel washington called the hurricane oh yeah yeah uh t- so tell me tell me about your thoughts on norman jewison i mean great great director absolutely i mean he's done some Totally classic. I mean, in the heat of the night, it's on, on on his resume alone would make him, you know, uh, uh, a legend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I also enjoy a soldier story. Yeah, the, the young Denzel Washington. In there, I mean, remember seeing that Moonstruck, of course, and then um, uh, yeah. Did a whole bunch of, I mean, did so, so many genres because he did Rollerball, which is a sci-fi movie. Didn't he, like that one. <laughs> but he did I, a musical. Uh, he also did musicals, J- Jesus Christ yeah. Superstar, Fiddlers on the Roof, like I was saying. But also, you know, in the 60s, he had this really cool racial uh, charged dramas like he, In the Heat of Night. Uh, the Thriller, or I guess, you know, what's con man thriller the thomas crown affair which was the original one with steve right. mcqueen um but i kind of mostly remember him from his 80s work because that's where i grew up 
But yes, Soldier Story, Moonstruck, Other People's Money, where's the, the Danny oh, DeVito. Oh, damn, he did that? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Danny DeVito comedy. That's a classic, yeah. And I was a big fan of Hurricane. I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah. I, I love yeah. Denzel's Washington's performance in that. Uh, Raven, are you f- somewhat familiar with uh, Norman Jew- Jewish's uh, career? Well, I didn't know his name before, but I guess I've seen um, a couple of his movies, like uh, In the Heat of the Night, uh, like Rollerball or The Hurricane and, and Justice for All. So, I mean, a handful, but um, I mean, uh, I guess a lot a lot of law movies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of those films, I guess, you know, uh, In the Heat of the Night and The Hurricane are probably my favorite. Um, I think they're great movies and, um, you know, both dealt with race. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know he died. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> uh, so you would be missed, you know, Norman Jewish. And, uh, no, but yeah, you know, you, you, I think you make up a good point because I don't think his name is, I was bringing it up as one of these kind of great uh, filmmakers of the 60s, 70s. You always say, you know, people always like bring up, Sydney, yeah, I mean, definitely Sydney worked Lynette consistently because because the, the movies I saw were like from two very far apart decades. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like my two favorite of his, like uh, 1967 and 1999. So, I mean, worked consistently, and uh, you know, I guess you know, put out good work. I mean, I'm sure he made a lot of bad movies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, his, I think his that. track record is pretty decent. I mean, compared to some other ones, but. Um, I mean, I think you know he's doesn't his name doesn't come up with like say it's Cindy Lamette or 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 yeah or you know even some of the great ones in the seventies like like um, Hal Ashby or something like that he, for, for some reason I maybe because he always works in the, in the studio system maybe that's what it is but you know he's kind of more I guess in in the in the in the vein of uh, oh Cindy Lamette no I'm not Cindy uh, Cindy uh, who's who did Tootsie Pollock yeah Cindy Pollock he's more kind of like that. Someone who was able to work in the in the studio system and push out and create great movies. Uh, yes, yeah, so. I remember he did In Country, the um, the one that oh Bruce Bruce uh, Willis Bruce Willis mm-hmm. got a Golden Globe nomination. Mm-hmm. That was his that the was Vietnam his first drum, dramatic dramatic role in a post Vietnam movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, he also also did Only You with the Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. I like that yeah. one. I don't know a lot of people. I don't. Know, I don't think critics like that movie. I used to watch that all it. the time. It's when or, that's when uh, Robert Downey Jr. was a baby. Um, it was a. It was a, both him and Marissa. Mar- yeah, it was a, a rom com. <laughs> Bonnie Hunt was in it too. Um, I do remember. I, I, well, Robert C. is funny because Robert Downey Jr. Right in the sweet spot of the nineties, he did a lot of rom coms. You know, now you think it's uh, how, why would he do that? But he. No. Yeah, why would the guy that did Doolittle like make a rom? <laughs> but he did a whole bunch. Like uh, he did all those movies. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so Nor- Norman Jewish and uh, great dr- director, great filmmaker. He will be missed. Um, but I mean, he lived a long life. Ninety-seven. Wow. Yeah. Good. I guess that's it for t- this episode. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks. Uh, we had a lot to talk about. We had to talk about the Oscars nominations and then and, and all that stuff. We'll be back next week when we talk about box office and more m- movie news and TV probably news. Not, not much box office. I know it's going to be it's probably going to be the same numbers anyway, <laughs> or less, a lot less. Yeah. Um. All right. Be safe out there, everyone. Yeah.
All right, take care. Bye-bye, everyone.